0: Welcome back, Bobcats, to another edition of From the Field to the Fans. I'm your host, Otis Sevagaro, And with me, I have our co-host, um, our sp- our new sports editor here at the University Star, Kiesem Ramirez. How's it going? How's the summer going? How's the new job treating you?
1: It went well. It's getting a little hectic. First week on the jog, but you know, it's football season, so I can't complain.
0: It is football season. We're going to dive right into it. Um, You know, we've missed it so much. You know, everyone talks about summer being vacation and all of that stuff. It truly is just really a countdown for, for when football season comes. And I know there's some baseball fans out there that might be like, well, what about baseball? I don't care too much for baseball. So <laughs> it's ready to get into football season. And really, Bobcat, Bobcat football. Um, the Bobcats, you know, they're coming They're coming in the season coming off a three-game losing streak to Western Kentucky, uh, Arkansas State, and Troy looking to um, break that streak come Saturday against Arkansas Pine Bluff. It'll be really interesting to see where the mentality and the focus of the team is at. But I think this year they're going to start off to a really good start, and I, I think there's going to be some big things happening here in, in Bobcat country, as some would say.
1: Yeah, that three-game losing streak—they lost by 63 combined points. So it, it was a problem. They started off six and three, uh, bowl eligible. Things are looking up, and then it kind of crashed, sputtered down the stretch, and that might have cost them, you know, a bowl game. I'm um, looking at what from last year—they struggled in the conference. They were two and five in the conference. They are outscored by 84 points the entire year, um, and they only—they're only they only 2 wins were over Georgia State, who didn't win a game the entire year. And South Alabama by two points. So, if you're looking at that and you're considering everything, they need to get better at dominating the conference schedule because ultimately that's where your strength resides.
0: Definitely. That's where your bread and butter is. That's how you get to, um, especially in a non AQ conference, um, you know, you're, that's where your bread and butter is. You know, winning in conference, showing up, getting the wins in there, two and five is not. I don't think it's what Coach Dennis Franchoni uh, wants, but speaking of Coach Franchoni, I had a, an opportunity to speak with him um, Tuesday at his luncheon, and he had some interesting interesting things to say. Take a listen. All right, I have Coach Dennis Franchoni here with me. Coach, you talked about it being a lot of firsts. You're going to have your first quarterback. You're going to know who he is. Um, you're going to finally open up at home as a head coach here. You're finally going to be in a conference for two years in a row. How does that feel?
2: Uh, all good. All uh- good. I think it's always nice to know who your quarterback is when you go into a season. Um, you know, playing in the same conference two years in a row finally is pretty big, too. I think our players, if you talk to them, would say uh, it's a little more comforting. Uh, that doesn't mean that you win more games or anything, but I think you have a better feel for the teams and, and uh, you know, what it's like to play them. We remember last season pretty well. Uh, and then, you know, getting to open up at Bobcat Stadium and... Hopefully having a great student crowd and great crowd all together to support our guys. We should be excited to play no matter what. And we have played good in first game since I've been here. So hopefully that will carry over. We'll prepare like we need to. And that home crowd can give us a little boost. Coach, can
0: you kind of give the fans and and people out there some of the key players that you want us to kind of look out for in this first game against Arkansas Pine Bluff?
2: Well, I think uh, you know Tyler Jones, obviously, a quarterback. And uh, the running backs, Rob Lowe, Terrence Franks, Chris Nuttall. you know, defensively, Craig Mager uh, has had a great camp. Mike Arakpo, David Mayo have really done well. They're veterans. They're preseason, all-conference type guys. So, uh, you know, those are the guys that they've seen play. Uh, some newcomers, like David Mims, is going to get his real first starting action. I think he'll have a really good camp. Uh, Brandon Sarabi in the offensive line is a first-time starter. Uh, for us, and so uh, that, there's there's going to be about 24 guys play their first college football game Saturday night, could be as many as 24 guys, so there's a lot of new ones that could be stepping out there for the first time. I know that uh, you know
0: you have a new defensive coordinator in Coach Thompson, and then also on offense you're going to be running up-tempo, more more no-huddle offense, so how do you feel like the players have adjusted to Coach Thompson and the offense adjusting to the no-tempo from the spring to the summer till now in fall camp?
2: Uh, it's been really, um, for an old ball coach like me, really rewarding to watch Coach Thompson coach and how the players have uh, embraced and gravitated to him and how he's taught and, and the, his ability um, uh, to be so multiple with, with everything in a fairly consistent basis in practice where they're confident. That's hard to do when when it's your, your first year. Uh, offensively, the tempo thing, uh, you know, we, we kept our terminology very similar. Uh, we we shortened a few things uh, to make them easier to call. Uh, we went to a lot of code words. Uh, and the guys have had a lot of fun, I think, with that. And so uh, the proof will be Saturday night when we see how the tempo goes. And we won't always be fast. We'll, we'll control the tempo of the game. But uh, from what we've seen in practice, I think it should go pretty smoothly.
0: And Coach, if you have one thing to tell the fans out there before Saturday's game, what would it be?
2: Well, be there. Be there. And uh, this, this football team relishes the fact that the students are in the stands and um, they feed off the student body. And uh, we're all Bobcats. We're all in this together. They know they, they represent the students and uh, they love it when they're there and uh, they love to play for them. Uh, and they love to hear the, the, them embrace them and, and encourage them. And home field's supposed to be worth seven points. you got to have people there like the students to, to have that seven-point advantage.
0: Yeah, so Coach Fran definitely had some interesting things to say. Um, One of my favorite things about that interview was talking about the first. Um, He mentioned that in his press conference at the luncheon. You know, they finally know who their quarterback is going into a season for the first time since he's been here. They finally get to open up at home. Uh, That's always fun for the Bobcat crowd. And, uh, you know, just finally being in a conference, stability. Uh, They're going to know the enemy, as he likes to call them, for finally two years in a row. So same jersey, same color schemes. Uh, you know what the teams are going to bring. So um, I know he's really excited about that, and hopefully they can build off of that, um, you know, stability of being in a conference. And it just feels to me that – Coach Franchoni is finally comfortable. You know, I think with the transition from FCS to FBS and transition from WAC to Sunbelt, well, from Independent to WAC to Sunbelt, uh, he's finally comfortable. He's finally having his recruits play. He's finally having some stability. So uh, that's why I think the expectations for the Bobcats should be a little higher than the six that they were picked in the preseason polls.
1: Yeah, you're looking at a team with 45 returning lettermen, uh, a team that could, if you're looking at their schedule, And there's four new Sun Belt teams. You could easily see them winning eight games. And when you win eight games, it's kind of like the barometer for possibly a bowl game. So, I mean, I definitely think you're right there. Um, When you're looking at a team like Arkansas Pine Bluff, when they're starting uh, returning 50 people, they're a little more experienced in that regard. But they also weren't as good last year. They were kind of – they were beaten by a lot of teams. They had a two-game winning streak at the end of the year. But ultimately, they were just a team that just, you know – they had they were very top heavy and they were beaten a lot by like especially like a a team like Arkansas State. They lost by fifty one to them. So that's kind of the what you're looking at with Arkansas Pine Bluff.
0: Yeah, and definitely, you know, I believe they were two and nine last year, two and seven in the conference. So uh yeah, definitely I think um you know, the the fans are definitely going to be looking for a blowout in this first game. Um, you know, and it's going to be interesting because Coach also talked about some of the key players to look out for. Uh, definitely, you're going to look at Tyler Jones. Uh, he's the quarterback. And, you know, technically, still he's still a freshman. Uh, he only played eight games last year, and so he didn't get a full season underneath his belt. But, you know, from talking to Coach Schultz and uh, the offensive coordinator and Coach Fran, they believe he's light years ahead of where he was at last year. He's starting to read the defenses better. So it should be very interesting to see how Tyler does. Um, but I got kind of two X factors to look out for in this game. One is David Mims um, at the luncheon. Coach Franchoni talked about how he was kind of in the doghouse in April, but he's the fastest player on the team, runs a 4-3. And if he can be the lockdown corner that I think he can be, him and Mager at the outside, that I mean that makes for a comparable uh, defensive backfield there. So hopefully he he shows up and he, and he shows out as well. And the other one is Terrence Franks. Um, when your third string running back – is being called the best player out of spring and the summer and fall camp. That says a lot about your depth chart because Rob Blow, he's the returning leading rusher in the Sun Belt, uh, 945 yards last season. Then of course you have the big bowling, uh, the big uh, bowling ball, in Chris Nuttall, and then you have Terrence Franks is going to be that X factor. So um, when Coach Franchione can talked about Terrence Franks being that good, being um, doing that well in their off season program, I think that speaks volume with the with the depth chart this year. I'm with you on David Mims. I mean, he played all 12
1: games last year, only started one. We're looking at a season where he possibly could start all 12 and, you know, be the the 1A 1A to Mager, and that's going to be awesome there. Um, The guys I'm looking for this year offensively for Tyler Jones, uh, CJ Best, he redshirted last year, season ending injury, transitioning to receiver. So he's way fast he's really talented and that possibly could you know add some versatility to the offense and I'm also looking at Bradley Miller he led the team in receiving yards uh safety valve for Tyler Jones who's just playing eight games so he's essentially a freshman in a way he was injured last year he's still learning the offense and Bradley Miller is when you're looking at tight end down the middle what better way to you know uh alleviate his concerns with uh, Bradley Miller
0: yeah, I definitely agree on Bradley Miller coming back. You know, 311 yards, I believe, last year. Had an amazing spring game, 145 yards, I believe, two and touchdowns. Touchdown. Uh, and they got the game-winning two-point conversion. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the Bobcats fare and uh, do in this first game. You know, and now we got to go to our pick'em, our pick em segment. segment. Uh, Keith and I, we're going to kind of keep track of, you know, who's doing really well throughout the season. We're not going to pick the Bobcats every week, unfortunately, because we have to be unbiased even though we pay tuition to this great, great school. (laughs) So uh, this week I got the Bobcats winning 35-3. Last year against Prairie View A&M, they 28-3. There was kind of a buzz around the stadium like, okay, we couldn't do any better against Prairie View. So I think 35-3 we beat Arkansas Pine Buff. And I look for us to score a little bit more than that with this new up-tempo offense. They're targeting 75, 80 plays, so
1: I'm certainly with you. Uh, We're kind of in the same light. I'm predicting 35-7. I'm giving Pine Bluff credit for one touchdown. I think Benjamin Anderson, fantastic runner, fantastic quarterback.
0: He's their whole offense. I feel like they're going to get at least one touchdown in the game. Yeah, definitely. Um, So pretty much that kind of wraps up the first show that, that we got going on here. You got any final thoughts? No final thoughts. I mean, this is a game that when you're looking at Pine Bluff, you really,
1: really need to start 1-0 just for the sake of having that momentum. And for the last two years, Texas State has done that. So they're in a good shape.
0: Definitely. Uh, I agree with you, and I, I like what Coach Tran said at the end of that interview. Just show up. If you're a fan, just show up to the game and support the Bobcats on their quest to the Sun Belt Championship and being both eligible. And if you have any comments for us, any questions, you can leave them at the universitystar.com on our podcast page or tweet us at universitystar or at ustar underscore sports using the hashtag field 2 fans. For Kiesa Ramirez, I am Otis Semigar, and like I always say, we'll see you next time. Bye.